and a conqueror. Amen. That we are called with a holy calling and that we are a peculiar people. Come on. We got some peculiar people in here. We are a holy nation. Amen. We have been called by God. We've learned we're a child of God. We've learned we're a three-part being. We have a spirit, a soul, and a body. And that we walk not in the flesh, not in the body part, but we walk in our spirit. We walk in that place where our will and our mind and emotions has to line up with the word of God. And what the word of God says about us is how we choose to live our life. How we choose to look at circumstances. And we choose to look at them, not by how they look, because we people of faith know... Come on, if we are people of faith, we know that the Bible tells us that we live our life with the expectation of things that we can't see. We declare them to be so, come on, whatever the world is shoving down your throat, whatever the the world is trying to identify, whatever the enemy is doing, we look past all that nonsense. We look on the end of the unseen, right? The, The evidence of the things that we can't see and calling them forth out of the unseen and putting them into the places that we can see where we live it and we breathe it and we embrace it. We've learned how to be inspired by the Holy Spirit and have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we've learned how to be a person that walks in love. To allow the love of God to just flow in us and with us and through us. So um, today we're going to spend just a few moments of talking about on the last of this series of identity of who we are as a church. Who we are as a body of believers that have attached our talents, our treasure, our time to this place called the Christian Church at Minden. I started uh, um, trying to hashtag ourselves to CCA and family. And so if you'll see anything, if you follow on any of our social media stuff, I'll constantly tag that as a CCA and family because I truly believe that we are a family. It's the, it's the purest form really of what it's going to look like in heaven because there's going to be so many of us that have been called according that are sons and daughters of the most high. And we are a family and we'll be worshiping in eternity as a family. And so why can't we take as things on heaven and bring it into earth, right? That we are a family. And so if you're connected to a family, how many of you belong to some little bit of a dysfunctional family? You know, (laughs) look at all the hands going up in there. Hello, that's me. (laughs) And so I have some dysfunctionality in my family, right? And I don't know about y'all, but you may be like, hey, listen, I know that my sister, my brother, my dad, my third cousin, twice removed, whatever it might be, is a little, they're a little crazy, but they my crazy, right? I can talk about them all day long. Don't you talk about my mama. <laughs> don't you talk about, don't you talk about my sister. And, ble- and trust me, Paul had many opportunities that he, he would, he learned real early on that I could gripe and I could complain and I could just rant and rave, you know, about somebody in my family. And if he tried to agree or he tried to say something, I'd be like, what'd you say? Don't, don't you talk about my mama. You know, don't you talk about my daddy. Don't you talk about my, my sisters. And there was plenty to be talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just a few of them. <laughs> Glory. Um, you know, and we're the same way about our kids, right? And we can just be all up about, you know, I tell you what, let me tell you what he did. Let me tell you how he acted. Let me, but don't let nobody else talk about your kid. Uh, you know, mom and daddy will come at you with a bunch of claws. We'll claw your eyes out. Talk about, talk about my kid. I will jump on you like a cougar on a piece of flesh meat. <laughs> right? That's the mamas in us, right? The daddy's the same way, right? You know? 
um, you know, we, we're protective. Well, why can't it be that way for the family of God? Come on, think about what I'm saying. Look, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. There should be something that's in us that's just as fiercely loyal to those who are called by our Father. Come on, we all dysfunctional. We all got junk. We all got things that make us less than who we need to be. We all have faults. We all have failures. We all have things about our personality, our traits, our things that, you know, sometimes we just wish that, that um, you know, that, that in that person, because sometimes we don't see it in ourselves. We can look in the mirror. We give ourselves all kinds of grace, right? Oh, I didn't mean to do that, you know, but the grace of God is abounding, and I can wake up in the morning, and I can receive grace. Woohoo! But if somebody else falls, we're not quite so willing to, to give out that grace, right? Can I hear? I'm preaching good this morning. Come on, I'm having an amen. So when we're talking about the family of God, the church, I looked up the definition of what church says, and I and when I read it, I just was like, that's just offensive to me. Let me see when I read it. You tell me if this is offensive to you. This was the definition of church. A building used for public Christian worship. Does, is that offensive to anybody? I'm going to read it one more time and really let it sink in. Listen to this. Because honestly, this is what the world views as church. Okay? This is really and truly when someone says, hey, where do you go to church? What church do you belong to? Um, where's your church located? How do I get to your church? Listen to what it says. The definition of a church. A building used for public Christian worship. And I read it and I was just like, that's offensive to me. Because you see, Jesus died for the church. He laid his blood out for the church. And I promise you, the church was not a building where a bunch of Christians were worshiping. Where do you go to church? I didn't like that definition. So I said, I like that. I like that. So I began to think about when Jesus was walking on this earth, where did they find Jesus? Come on, help me. Where was he at? Was he in the church? No. Was he, was he preaching and everything that he did was inside the synagogues? No, because we didn't really have the modern-day church, right? We didn't have buildings with steeples and, you know, really nice red walls and air conditioning and big, great balls of fire, you know. They, they didn't have a church there. So where was Jesus found? Outside, by the river, by the seas, on the mountains, in the street corners. And wherever he showed up, guess what began to happen? Church. Ooh church. So as I, as I, as I begin to think about what the church really is supposed to be defined as, it's supposed to be defined as a place, not even a place, a, 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 a group of people of God's people. You see the building facilitates the gathering of God's people, right? It's just the place that we just choose to gather. It's the place that we choose to gather, but the church this is the definition. This is the thing that spoke to my heart. This is the thing that, that, that really began to identify, or, 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 or let me put it like this, that really began to allow me to hopefully release this morning the identity of CCAM. The church is the body of Christ, his heart, his mouth, his hands, and his feet. That's the church. That is the CCAM 
family. It is a group of people who has who are the body of Christ, who are his heart, who is his mouthpiece, who is his hands, and who his feet. Put up Corinthians 12, 27 for me. I'm going to put it first up in the New King James Version. I want you to listen to this in 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Put it in the the Passion Translation if you have that for me. So I like this one. You are the body of the anointed one, and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. So just keep that up there for me for just a minute. It says that you are the body. You are the church. The church is as a whole a part of a body, right? We're part of an entire body. But each of you, every single one of you who are sitting in these pews, you are a unique and a vital part of it. So think about the body as a whole, right? Here is our body. So each body part has a specific and vital function. Now we, we say to people who, you know, politically correct over the years, it's kind of changed. You know, they had, um, they had handicapped, they have disabled, they had, you know, there's all these kinds of things. But you think, take a person who has a, a body and if they have, if let's just say that, let's just say that they're not able to hear, we call them hearing what? Hearing impaired. If you have someone who is not able to uh, be able to see, we call them what? Blind. So they have a disadvantage, right? They have a challenge to live a life. They they, you know, uh, I don't like the word disabled, but that is, that is kind of one of the things I think I like that challenged a little bit, you know, I like that terminology look a little bit better. You know, they're just challenged in everyday things that they have to do. And so think about the body as a whole. Each part is vital. So, you know, I don't sit down after, uh, Paul has made a meal and, and, and take my hands and just begin to eat like, mm, this is, you know, this is so good. And I'm just eating with my hands, Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not just doing this and going, oh, this is just really good, Paul, because the hands aren't meant to consume food, right? I mean, I'm not sitting there when he needs to talk to me and I put my foot, you know, up in front of, you know, Jess's face and I'm like, uh, what did you say? Because my feet can't hear, right? I mean, that's stupid, right? But each part of the body, each of you are a vital part of the body, You are unique and a vital part of it. So if some part of the body is not functioning, or don't you believe that the church becomes disabled? It becomes challenged. If the parts of the body aren't doing what the parts of the body are supposed to be doing. What'd you say there? Come again. (laughs) So, CCAM family, our identity is that we are a part of the body. We are part of the body. We are part of the body. And, and I love the church. Look, I'm a church girl. I have my original certificate of enrollment in the cradle roll department at Calvary Baptist Church in Cullen, Louisiana. I think I was about two weeks old the first time I went to church. I am a church baby. I'm not like Paul. I wasn't a drug baby. I didn't get drugged to church. I willingly and happily attended church in my little gloves, with my little shoes, and my little matching purse, right? I was a, I love the church. I love the church. And I get really upset when someone doesn't love church. Now, I'm not particular about you got to come here, even though I think we're the best. 
Can I have a hallelujah? But I have a hard understanding when someone will not find a place as a body to be a unique and a vital part of it. Because I love the church. Because Jesus gave his life for the church. He loved the church so much that he sent his only son to die for the church. So I love the church. So when Paul and I began all this time of starting in ministry, I want you to be clear on this. God never told us to build a church. He never, look, there's over 70 churches in Minden. He never told us, hey, I want you to build a church. That never came. That was never the heart of what you're, you are a part of. What he did tell us was that he told us he wanted us to build a world outreach. A world outreach. That was the heart of where it began. That is, that is in its DNA. This is just a byproduct of that mantra that was placed on us, that, that mantle, that cry, that, that, that thing. Because who needed another church? There's 70 some churches in Linden. Who needed another church to sprout up? And I'm just like, Lord, you know, we don't need another church. But he said, I needed someone to rise up within this community and to do something as a part of the body, a unique and a vital part that wasn't being met in this area. And I need you to rise up and I need you to build a world outreach. So it was never church. It was about community. It was about a culture. It was about providing something that, um, that, that, that was lacking. And for people who hadn't found where their place was as a unique and a vital part of it. So, unique. So if you are a part of this body, and we may have visitors this morning, and God bless you, we love you, we thank you that you're here. Um, we, we have this thing right here, first time you're a visitor after that, you're so... Family. So... If you are a part of this body, and if you have put your hand to the plow, your time, your treasure, your talents are a part of this, you identify yourself as a CCA and family member, I want us to take a look at what we do. What is your voice? Where are your feet going? And what are your hands doing? Because when you are a part of this, part of the body, a unique and a vital part of it, I want you to be able to see. And I want to tell you, when I begin to prepare this, I got very emotional. I got very um, humbled. Maybe that's the correct word. Very humbled. Because all we ever chose to do at that time was to build a place where we could be a unique and a vital part of this community, of this city, of this town, of this nation, and of this world as to become a world outreach center. So let's put, you want to kind of dim some stuff, and we're going to look at some things real quick. Is that okay? First of all, I want you to know that the gospel is expensive. The gospel does not come cheap. The gospel is expensive. And so I want to look at the before, yeah, okay, so we've got, we've got our, our CCAM family. This is, this is who we are. Um, the gospel is expensive, 
And our part may seem very, very small in the big scope of everything. It may seem extremely small. But how many of you ever seen an ant bed? Have, have you ever seen what one little... That bed, that, that, that mound never is with just one ant, right? Um, so one tiny little ant can't make much of a difference. But what happens when you begin to put 10 and 20 and 100 and 500 ants all together doing their vital part? What ends up happening? Man, you, 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 you start seeing this bringing in the, the little pieces and, and building up. And if it's left untreated, it can just become this massive, you know, ant bed. And so our part may seem small, but when it's attached to the body, when it begins to attach, then all of a sudden it, it, it begins to grow and it makes a huge impact. Okay. So our heart began with that. And this is just accumulation. So let's start with the first one. Who we are and what is our outreach. I want you to look at this world map. And I want you to get an image in your mind right now. And I want you to be able to see where CCAM's outreach is specifically going. Now, I know that this is a whole, that the scope is a whole lot bigger because when we give to a certain part and then that person gives to a certain part and that ministry reaches, it, it, it like spreads out like, uh, uh, like veins. You know what I mean? So let's look here. In the United States alone where we sow seed, we go into Utah, Colorado, Texas, and Louisiana. We go down to Mexico. We go down to Brazil. We go down over to Botswana in Africa. We shoot over to Tanzania. We shoot up into Eastern Europe, into Bulgaria. We go over to the Pacific, to the Philippines, and then we also go into Papua New Guinea. Go to the next one for me. The first one is Dr. Egan and Hannah Fark. Oh, look what I just did. Hannah B. I don't think that's Hannah B. At New Life Outreach in Arusha. <laughs> this is in Arusha, Tanzania. They fly out in the morning. They currently have been using our vehicle um, at, when they were able to come in. We didn't have really a schedule, so Paul and I met with them. We sowed a seed from CCAM into their life. We sowed a vehicle for them to be able to be able to use. We've gone over to Tanzania. There have been crusades. We believe in this couple. Thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. Millions and millions and millions of people have seen this man face to face. And he's preaching the gospel and he's, and he's, and he's building orphanages and he's building Bible schools and he's training up pastors that he's sending out into Africa to preach the gospel in the Middle East. Come on, give me the next one. My next one. Now this is our, this is Moses. Raise your hand or give me a hello if you've met Pastor Moses. Come on, come on. So let me tell you about Pastor Moses. This is, this is, we call him the Mexican Paul. Literally, this is exactly what we call him. My kids and stuff will say he looks, he acts just, he's, he's so much like Paul. He's just our, he's just Mexican Paul. So we went to that church almost 18 years ago. He had a small church that was a religious church. And the whole story that I could tell you about that is just mind blowing. If you ever want to hear it, Spend some time with me. It'll, it'll just blow your mind. But Pastor Moses began a church. And they, God used us to begin to just bring in the Holy Spirit in that small town into cash. And Pastor Moses now has how many services? At least. He has three locations. 
And the people, sometimes it is so packed out that they have to stand outside just to be able to get in to the church. They, we went and we showed them how to do Bible schools. We showed them how to do women's conferences. We showed them how to do anointed conferences and they took it and they did it better than even what we can do. Connection, part of the body, vital part of the body of what they're doing in Mexico. Give me the next one. All right, the next was in Bulgaria. This is Lubo, Lubo and Tanya Petrova. They've been with us. They've stayed with us. We've gone to Bulgaria. If you'll see, there are two images. The one on the right is their church, is C3 Star Segura, Bulgaria. We, Paul and I went to this abandoned building, and we began, we looked at it. They showed it to us. We put our hands on that building, and we began to declare that the Word of God would be able to come forth in this in this post-communist um, nation where the gospel is just exploding because now the freedom to be able to preach. We put our hands on this building. We can declare that this place would be, would birth something unlike anything that Bulgaria has ever seen. And this, on the other side of it, is the architectural um, script, the, uh, the, the building of what they're believing it's going to look like. And we have sown money into that vision. And it is going to be breaking ground. This day, this morning, this is their 30th anniversary of this church. And Paul sent a video that we've been at that's being played this morning. Come on, from you, because your hands is part of this, into Bulgaria. That's incredible. It's incredible. Show me the next one. The largest full gospel church in Eastern Europe. That you're a part of. Come on, right here, PBM in Dickinson, Texas. Philip's going to be with us uh, next month in October. He comes. They are a, an evangelist that are going across the entire world and across the United States, building his kingdom and building leaders. They go in and they do marriage conferences. They go in, they do financial seminars. They go in, they do Holy Ghost meetings. Philip will be with us next month. He and Laura, they've been close to our hearts um, we have been serving alongside them for over 30 years. 30 years we have believed in them. Philip and I were at a, were at a camp in Caney as teenagers. I was 19. He was 17 years old. God called us at that meeting at Caney Lake. And we gave our lives, we gave our hearts to the kingdom, and now the privilege and the honor, the humbleness to be able to him support us and us support them. Give me that next one. Love Botswana in South Africa. This is Jerry and Jenna Lackey, the Lorado house in Love Botswana. You sowed a seed into this. This is the orphanage. This is the orphanage that is providing care for the children that are of South Africa in Botswana. Going into the tribal, we support them every single month. That's what you're doing. That's you, 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 and you. You are helping to build a work in South Africa. Go to my next one. Woo. Come on. Global Equip in Brazil. This is Paul and Ashley Perry. Your seed is going to help them go across Brazil and build wells in the Amazon. You see the boat here that we've sown seed into. This boat is equipped to carry people all down the Amazon River. And they go and they come out into these communities, into these places where there's no water. And they build these wells and they provide the water that comes through. You can see a team that's down here. We've had the privilege of going and seeing what they're doing in Brazil. That's what you've done. You're building wells. Come on. You are providing water for people in Brazil sitting right here as a CCA and family. Come on. Let me see the next one. I'm going quickly. All right. Reaching the world for men in Louisiana. This is it. Are you ready? Not only with these, this is where seed goes every month to Victory World Mentions 
Dr. Rob Carmen, Carmen, our pastor, even though he's gone, we still are sowing. That word that's coming out of Dr. Rob is still going to the Arab countries and being, being training up leaders and uh, all kinds of things. Taylor and Tia Wilson out of Utah that are birthing a, a work in a Mormon dominated community they're bringing the word to the people after leaving the dream center in los angeles where we were supporting before that jim hockaday ministries how many of you know jim hockaday he comes every year he's doing an incredible work as a healing school people are being healed all over the world as a result of his ministry that he's doing we've got umberto reyes who is in the centro cristiano ccirs that's in downtown merida that we go and we have sown seed and we we work with building churches there yes International Christian Center. Firebrand Ministries. Come on. How many of you have been affected by Tim Shannon Brooks? Woo-woo! She comes once a month with Firebrand Ministries, and they do inner healings. And we've had people walk through inner healing that are serving, that have been set free, that have been delivered. And we believe in that ministry. She was here yesterday. She will be here in October. That is an, a, a something that you are putting your hand to. And the last is Philip Van Lelian Miramar in the Philippines. And let me tell you, he's sending... No, it's not the Philippines. Where's that? Sorry, formerly Burma. Formerly Burma. We can scratch that part off. We've seen things where he's sending us pictures of where people are, are being massacred there for the gospel. Massacred for the gospel. But we are supporting that ministry. Let me... You are supporting that ministry. Look, I, I just want you to get a bigger vision of it. Go to the next one. <clears throat> this is our vision. This is who you are. This is what you need to put before you. This is what you need to declare over your life, over your children's life, over your family, that you will serve a person. And in serving a person, you change a city. How many of you know Minden needs a change? Come on, we need a change in this place. We need bodies and uh, men and women of God to rise up and begin to serve one another and not fight one another, but pray for one another and declare the word of God over our city. If we begin to serve a person, guess what? We can change a city. And when we begin to change a city, we can begin to reach the world. Go to the next one. You see, you can't just go to the world unless you're willing to cross the street. You can't reach the world unless you're willing to help your neighbor, unless you're willing to support the person that you see at Walmart and that you see in Brookshire's and that you see at your school. CCAM family, come on. You are the Joe LeBlanc Food Pantry. You are feeding Minden. You're feeding Minden. With your time, with your talent, with your treasures, with your resources. You're supporting Paul Gray International Ministries that is going across the world. You're supporting Joe on the go with the ministry of CCAM that goes to those that aren't able to come to the regular distribution. And they go and they provide to those that are in-house that are unable to uh, be able to come and do the food. The Joe on the go we have Helping Hands, which is a ministry that we've had birthed out of this that helps people provide hospital equipment. Praise the Lord for Paul. We've got, we've got a bed. We've got things that he's needed. Sometimes insurance don't carry. It's available. And we've got the Generation House, come on, that is providing a home for women who are coming out of face-based recovery systems. Go ahead. Is that the next one? Like we have one more. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. All right. So if you would put up for me, um, March 16, 15 through 18. <clears throat> so this is the great commission. It's not the great suggestion. You want to know why Paul always says do something. It comes at birth out of this. It's directly out of this. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these shines, these shines, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Whose name? Come on, what? They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The gospel, the gospel is bigger than what we have right here. It's bigger than the need that you have. It's bigger than what's facing right in front of you. Three billion people have never heard of Jesus. And my prayer and my hope is that all of this has an injection of steroids put upon it. (laughs) Because I want more. I want more ministry. I want to support more. I want to give more. I want to serve more. And so, for each and every one of you that are part of this vision, this is you. This is you. This is something you're going to lay at his feet one day. This is something that when your time has spent and you are gone and you stand boldly on that day of judgment, all of this, as it continues to carry on, is something you lay at his feet. And you lay it at his feet because you have become a vital and important part of the body of Christ. And you have chosen to put your time and your treasure and your talent into this place that is called CCAM. This is not a church. This is just a building where we meet so that we can build you up, that we can speak over you, that we can declare over you, that we can download into you, and you can walk outside of these doors, and you can get in your car, and you can go to work, you can go to school, you can go home, and you can be the church. You can be the church. You are the church. You are the one who is the vital and the part that's important. And if you don't do your part then we become challenged and we're not able to do what we need to do. You are important. You are important. And the identity of who you are is that CCA and family is that you are a person who changes cities, that you serve people, and that you're reaching the world. That's on you. Come on, give yourself. Give yourself. Say, yes, I'm doing what God's called me to do. Come on, put your hands together. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen. Because he deserves the glory. He deserves all the praise. He's relying on us to get our things done. So as a part of that, we are so excited this morning that we get to do some baptisms. What? We get to do some baptisms. Thank you, Mandy, for putting uh, this on the front of it. It says, Jesus washed away my sins. When he washed away my sins and I came out of the water and I was a new creature, behold, all things become new. There's been several that have been baptized before. You know, I know as a child that um, I remember the the moment when I was baptized. Um, And then later on when it really became truth, right? When it really was revealed to me, the power and the authority of it, then I wanted it to, I wanted it to make a difference in, in my life, and I chose to do it again. And so we're going to have uh, Pastor Greg is going to come up, and uh, we're going to do some baptisms. How about that? Y'all excited? Put me on some music as we get this ready to go. So if you're going to be baptized, this front row is here for you, so come on down. Let's get on this front row. What? 
Huh? Oh, yes, Powerhouse Kids. Will you please go and grab them? CJ, will you grab them? Tell them to come on. I know. I'm sorry. You have to keep me updated. Here, go put that on. There you go. Grab it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think Miss Angel's getting them. She was getting them. She's taking care of them. 